Hey everybody, welcome to the Gen Church Midweek Podcast. My name is John, I'm the engagement pastor, and sitting across the table from me today is Kyle Davies, lead pastor. Let's do this. I know, man. We keep switching locations. I, it is. This is a little bit of another throwback. I, I know, man. It's throwback to those who've been on since the beginning of this journey, this ride. We're back into my apartment right now, so the wall is still pretty bland from... Uh, the angle in which we see, but everywhere else is Phil. We just pick the one spot where there is literally nothing. We so. have switched the sides of the table from, from the old days. We, we've switched it up a little bit. Though. I know. It, it's okay. Things can change. Things we can be flexible. Yeah. Yes. Heck yeah, man. You get it. Even maybe for you, you'll kind of flex out of being a Jets fan someday. Nope. It's 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 Never. a tough time, man. No, nope. don't, don't, don't try to flex on my you still, jets. You're still going to roll with Sam Darnold? Yes, we're still going to roll with Sam Darnold. Top well, 15 QB in the league. No, no. We, we will not even entertain that thought. Uh, we'll just continue to roll on into Jesus' word because it will teach us patience and compassion for people, especially Kyle. So, Kyle, speaking <laughs> of that, we're continuing our Mark series. And so go ahead and catch us up. Like, What, what passage are we going through today? Kind of where are we at in Mark? So today we're going to look at Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. And what has happened so far is we're continually learning more about Jesus. And what we're, as, we're, as we're getting to know Jesus, we're seeing mm. people's different responses to him. And so yep. sometimes it's combative. Sometimes it's, it's an attempt to, like the Pharisees or, uh, or others are trying to kind of trap Jesus. Others are just amazed and perplexed. And w- what we see Jesus is we also see him him understanding that his time to head towards Jerusalem, Jerusalem, man, every <laughs> one time, day, Jer- one day you will learn how to say this. Jerusalem, Jeru- Jerusalem, Jerusalem, man, I don't know <laughs> why I, yeah, going down to the, maybe a capital city of Israel. <laughs> like I they're just, going to J town, right? They're going to J town. That's what I'll just, I'll just start saying. And <laughs> I don't know why, like, all of a sudden, that is a word that I can't say. Anyways, oh, gosh. but he's getting ready to hit that road down to J-Town. Yeah. And so in preparation for that, we see Mark begin to ex- escalate the story. Yeah. And he starts to take Jesus further and further away to kind of some Gentile territory, some Tyre and Sidon to, to, to he eventually gets to Caesarea Philippi, a really far uh, north point and then he's going to make his way and so we're, yeah. so we're almost to the point where jesus is like so far away and then he starts uh on his road so we're okay. not quite there yet we're almost to kind of that that climatic point where, where jesus is geography like he, he's so far away and yeah. head down so so as we as we get to there what we see is mark start to mix some themes together okay. about who Jesus is in different responses. He starts to bring these groups of people who have responded to Jesus and starts to have them all converge around the life of Jesus yeah. at, at the same time. And so Jesus is still up in Galilee, still mm. up north, kind of making excursions of rest uh, and time away in preparation to head down to J-Town. Yes. So that's where we're at. And so as we look at Mark chapter 8 today, John, what would you say as we look at this passage together stands out to you as you as you look through this passage kind of at a first glance? Dude, at a first glance, I read the title of it. It says, Jesus feeds the 4,000. And it's like, hey, that sounds familiar. Yes. A little different though, but literally two chapters or maybe three chapters, so I'm not going to flip yeah. back. But we we saw a, a passage that was Jesus feeds 
5,000. Mm. And what we begin to see here is we see a very similar story. Jesus has a great crowd around him. He's teaching, he's talking to them, spending time with them. And says after three days, they haven't had anything to eat. He didn't want to send them home because he was like, all right, you're going to faint on your way home. Like physically, we need some nourishment. Looks at his disciples and says, all right, well, we got to eat. And they're like, how are we going to feed all these people? Yeah. And Jesus goes, well, how many loaves do you have? And they, I think they said they have seven loaves. Mm. And he took that, he broke it, fed the entire people. They even had seven uh, loaves of baskets left for the disciples after that. It's this very similar story to what we just saw. But it's even funny uh, as we begin to talk about this. Like, I, I think the thing that stands out most in this observation that I take away from this is this reminder of mm. like, almost reminder for the disciples and the people around him. Cause there's probably people in this crowd who were there for the first one. Like there, there might've been people who mm-hmm. are still there and this might be a couple months down the road, but it's this reminder of like, no, like Jesus has done that in the past. He can still do it and he might still do it again down the road. So Kyle, you, you mentioned a couple themes that yeah. we've been seeing. What, what themes do you think are present that we should be looking out for in this passage? Well, we, well, we see uh, first that there are crowds, and that they 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 don't have anything, um, and we see Jesus have compassion on them. So mm. so we see he is moved by people. Yeah. We see him also get to use his disciples to to minister to these crowds and really challenge his disciples to say, "Okay, I've been teaching you. Yeah. Like we, we've been going on this journey. Yeah. Ready, set, go. Here's your opportunity to pass the test. Yes. And guess what?" They kind of get it, kind of get not not get it. So so they're like, okay, we. They at least acknowledge that they had some food, and they're this time they're like, hey, we'll we'll give it to Jesus. Yeah. Um, again, just Jesus takes the bread, he gives thanks, he broke it, and he gave. So so take thanksgiving, broke, and gave. The, mm. Those four words are are something I teed up a couple weeks ago yeah. that, that we're going to see kind of in the last days of Jesus, the significance mm. of this. But but Mark's building something. He, yeah. He's using repetitive phrases to help us get a picture of, of what Jesus does with what we have. Yeah. Takes, gives thanks, breaks it, and then spreads it around, gives it, and there's what we see here. There's plenty left over. Mm-hmm. And I I really like what verse eight says. It says they ate and were satisfied. So there's satisfaction. There was some left over. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jesus doesn't stay with the crowds. He wants to retreat with his disciples to spend some time yeah. with them to basically to debrief what has just happened. Yeah. So while J- Jesus is ministering to the yeah. masses, his employees, what he wants to make sure is that the disciples understand who he is and what he is about, because yep. clearly they have not gotten it to this point. Not, that, not yet. Not yet. And, and that's what I think Mark's building to, not to yeah. get too far ahead in the story, yeah. but it's like kind of that aha moment of, oh, Jesus, this is what you've been trying to teach yeah. us. This is what you've been trying to show us. Now yes. they don't fully understand what that means mm. uh, yet. But Jesus is still trying to show them who he is and what he is about. So you have this convergence of crowds and few, yeah. compassion and provision, um, abundance, and also just Jesus doing something yeah. with what we have. 
Yeah. So, so John, out of kind of all those observations, all those themes that I just articulated, I, I even kind of, I don't want to say give it away a, li- <laughs> a little bit, but, but what do you think, if you had to sum up kind of this passage, a passage that's very similar, as you noted, to something that we've seen before, how might you sum it up in a single sentence or single thought for us today? Man, I, if I had to kind of condense this, I, I would say this. Jesus Jesus can and will care for people where mm. they are. I, I think one of the things that uh, as we were sitting here talking that really stood out to me, and it, it just kind of hit me right now, is in verse 9 uh, where it says, And he sent them away. It, it, he has this crowd of 4,000 people that he's been teaching to for three days, mm. and he sends them back home to mm. wherever they're at to mm. share that same message. Mm. So they, they can take that teaching with that time they've spent with him and go and share that with others. It's, it's this reminder that Jesus is, Jesus is with us. He cares for us where we are and wherever we're from. So mm. as we go back to our communities, like it's the same thing. Like we talk mm. about this on Sundays. We like when we gather together, we spend time in fellowship together. Mm. We're connecting, praising God. But when we go out into the community, we have our different places. We're sent out yeah. into our community to wherever we're at. We're going to share we're going to invite and we're going to care for people the same way Jesus cares for us. Mm. That's good. That's good. It's it's Jesus provides for them where they are and sends them back to where where they where they're from. Yeah. Satisfied. Yes. Like and I think that's that's so that's so crucial to see that as we approach Jesus, he will have compassion on us and that as we encounter him, if we've if yep. we're if we come to him needy, Mm. Then, at, then, then our soul, or maybe even physical needs, or will be yeah. satisfied, and that we are to return to where we've where we've come from. Yeah, and and that with his disciples in particular, is he's trying to almost almost debrief that with them. Yeah, that that he can satisfy. He does yeah. work. He does he does meet those needs. And really, yeah. as we get into the next story, not to give too much away, we see the disciples really struggle with yeah. that reality. I think mm. the, the other thing that I, that I see here is it's not clear cut, like what the necessarily the initial solution is like the, yeah. the disciples have a couple opportunities to really lean on past experiences. Yeah. And it's, and it's in this moment, will they have the same compassion on mm. the crowds that Jesus has displayed for them? Yeah. Will, will they catch what Jesus wants them to, to be and to do, or will they kind of miss it yeah. one, once again? Well, I think even one of the things to note here is this this encounter, while it's two maybe two pages in the book for us, like this is probably— this could easily be a couple months down the road for yeah. them. And while they aren't perfect, like even in what Mark chooses in his wording, like you see growth, like the disciples don't say, Oh, send them away so they can go get something to eat. Like they notice, they notice the need and they say how, like, how, even though they ask, how are we going to feed all of them? Yeah. They, they don't say send them away. Yeah. 
like yeah. you might you see a little bit of growth out of them it's it's not perfect they you know you would you would kind of hope oh we've seen jesus feed over 5000 people like hey jesus can, why, why don't you do this <laughs> yeah, again do it again it's yeah. over but there's still that little bit of hesitancy but there's still a level of growth there that we see from them well they they actually they almost do what jesus does to them which they answer a question with a question yeah. and and in fact they do and it's it's as they look it says where can anyone get get enough bread here in this desolate place to feed these people. And again, they're, they're looking at their surroundings. They're looking at their circumstances. They're looking at what they, what they don't have. Yeah. And Jesus says, okay, let's look at what you, let's look at what you do have. And remember, if I am with you, then I can take what you have and multiply it. Yeah. The, I, the result is satisfaction and abundance based on what they had and so mm. I think I think it all comes back to perspective and yeah. the person of Jesus. Yeah. So for us, as we start to think about, well, how does this start to translate into our everyday lives? I think what Jesus challenges us to, and as we as we go to Him, is one we can go to Him. Yeah. Um, and He will have compassion on us. Yeah. And as we encounter the person of Jesus, He will challenge us, and He will communicate. Uh, an eternal and an ultimate perspective that says, I will take what you have and multiply it. So, so make sure you're aware of what you have. Yeah. And this was, I think in, in this scenario, the disciples were aware that they had seven loaves of bread. Yeah. Last time they weren't even sure yeah. like what's, what's around. They had to like, go look. Yeah. yeah. They, they had to go seeking for it to recognize what they had around them. And so mm. I think, for us to be aware of what we do have around us yeah. and that Jesus can take whatever we have and multiply it into abundance. And, yeah. and, and to use some of those four words that Jesus uses is he gives thanks to God for what they presently have. And in yeah. giving thanksgiving for what they have, he then multiplies that. And so I'm already thinking about. I was going to say, did you just drop in Thanksgiving? I, I Thanksgiving? did. I did. Well, no, I, I even like how you begin talking about that because it, it, for me in my mind, like it correlates to something tangible that I've seen from some of the people around generations this week. Like when you take this inventory of what you have, and it's like, how can I have compassion and love and care for people? Yeah. Uh, with what I have. So just this past week, we had uh, yeah. some people around our church who said, "Hey, I." Ha I have some money, some financial standing where during this season of COVID, like I, I've been blessed. We're still comfortable. We have some excess. Like we're like even some people who don't necessarily have excess have said, hey, I've been given to before. Yeah. I want to give to other people. And so yeah. just this past week, uh, three yeah. different families are going to receive uh, gift cards from people yeah. all around generations and people who usually don't have much around this time or who've even communicated, Hey, we don't necessarily yeah. have much during this time with COVID with job loss and all of that, that we don't have necessarily as much so that we can celebrate Thanksgiving or even have food during this time off from school. Yeah. And so, uh, people who are around generations who look around, have compassion and care for the people and say, Hey, I have some, I have some ability to love and care tangibly. Yeah. Let me give a couple gift yep. cards to the church for these families. So we're able to drop that off so that they can have Thanksgiving and love and care and have that food around the table. Well, yeah. and, and it's, it's generosity is an expression of, of what you're thankful for. Yeah. Like when, when you are thankful for what you have, it will, it will, it will translate into generosity. And the result yeah. is that those who, who, who are the recipients 
of your thanksgiving and then your generosity and really your dependence on Jesus, yeah. they will be satisfied. I, I think that's yeah. what what's so amazing. It's as as it's talking about the crowds and it's talking about the people, it's 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 a because the disciples were aware of what they had. Yeah. That even though they didn't quite get it right away, yeah. they were like, okay, Jesus, do something with it. The result was the the other people who were present were, were satisfied. Yeah. That they, they were they and then, and then there was plenty. There was plenty left over. Yeah. And I, I think that shows us something that that we should one be aware of what we have. Yeah. Two, we we need to make sure we can turn it over to Jesus. Yeah. Two, we should expect Him to do something with what we have. Yeah. Focus on what we have rather than what we have not. Yeah. And then trust and know that the end result will be people are satisfied and there will be abundance because yeah. i think in a world that says man what about me yeah it, it, it's not it's it's taking that perspective to go from what about me to what about we yeah and that's a collectivist mentality yeah. that that is that challenges our that challenges the faith in our everyday life yeah. to, to start to think of collective of how do we how do we do this for others rather than, you know, how does this affect me? Yeah. Well, yeah what, what, you know, and, and it, it's a yeah. spirit over self mentality. It's a give yes. over get mentality. I mean, the disciples, I couldn't even say it's, it's a yeah. progress over perfection. They, yeah. they, they, they went to Jesus. They, they got better, even though it wasn't perfect. Yeah. They, we, we saw, we saw some growth yeah. in this passage. Yeah. I even think one of the things that like we have to break down is like when we look around and we take inventory of what we have, it's not always just financial or tangible item. Yeah. Like it can even just be time. Yes. It can be a level of flexibility and schedule. It can be, honestly, it can even be an intelligence or uh, strength even of people who say, ooh, I'm like, I'm really good at like doing car stuff. Like I, I'm a car mechanic geek. Yeah. Let me go and care for a family who's maybe a single mother who can't necessarily afford an oil change. And let me yeah. just do that and bless them that yep. way. Like yep. we can get creative with what we have. Like it, it goes a lot more than just your bank account and the physical items you have yeah. around you. Well, and communicating that with others so that so that it can actually come into existence yes and so i i think today as we look, work through this passage a couple things that that stand out that i think you can directly apply to your life yeah one take inventory what do you have mm. uh, what what is available to you maybe it's maybe it's resources maybe it's maybe it's time maybe it's a skill set or giftedness yeah to who are you communicating that to? Are you speaking up and letting us know at Generations Church? Are yeah. you letting others in your circle of influence know that you have this skill and ability to care for others? And and lastly, yeah. uh, or maybe not lastly, <laughs> but 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 are you motivated to that? Do you have the compassion to to do that for others? And mm. then what I would say probably last is is are we returning to the presence of Jesus with these yes. things again and again? And again, and if we do that, the result, mm. people will be satisfied yeah. and there will be plenty left over, even for you. Mm. Thanks for joining us on this version of the Gen Church Midweek Podcast. We're so glad you joined us this week. I hope hope you're able to take something and journey along through this passage with us and through the Everyday Faith Study Guide. Uh, if you are someone who maybe like 
as we were talking through this, you're beginning to notice something, a skill or time or uh, financial ability that you have, and you, you're looking for a place or a way in which to share that and to be able to use that for uh, others. Like send us a message uh, today. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and directly send us a message. We would love to connect with you and help you be begin to translate that into your everyday life. Maybe you're able to use that through the church or there's some people or resources in our community that could really be blessed by that. So let's go be everyday people wherever we live, work, and play. Have a fantastic week. Deuces.